Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Scott Luton and the one and only Kevin L. Jackson with you here on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's show. Kevin, how you doing? Hey, it's great today. It's getting warmer. I think uh, summer is right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you really do move at the speed of light, Kevin. I love that. <laughs> but what you're probably uh, really giddy about, as am I, is this outstanding show we've got teed up here today. We've got a wonderful panel that will be covering a lot of ground, especially on what manufacturing leaders, one of our favorite industries, what manufacturing leaders got to keep in mind when it comes to cloud computing in 2023 and beyond. Kevin, heck of a show yeah. teed up, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, manufacturers are scared of cloud. I don't know why, but we're going to get rid of that fear today, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, stay tuned, folks. Hey, quick programming up. Today's episode is presented in partnership with our friends at Microsoft, who's doing some pretty cool things in industry, including in the world of manufacturing. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. So uh, we've got a home run lineup here today. I want to first introduce Howard Lowe, Vice President for Sales and Marketing at DataOn an industry-leading provider of hybrid cloud solutions for Microsoft Azure Stack, HCI, with cloud-based Azure services. So Howard brings over 20 years of tech leadership to the table and is based in Orange County, California. Howard, how you doing? Doing very well. Pleasure to be here. You bet. Uh, welcome, welcome. And we love your swag, uh, Howard. <laughs> We're going to have to get uh, hooked up after the fact today. Everybody gets Excellent. one. Excellent. <laughs> okay, we're holding up to you. Hold, uh, hold you to that. that. For that. <laughs> um, all right, so joining Howard, we've got Todd Jensen, field sales manager for Intel, the industry leader that is creating world-changing technology that enables global progress on a variety of fronts. So based in Washington State, Todd's been in the tech industry since 1996, with the last seven years at Intel being focused on partnering with Microsoft to join their uh, to grow their joint business with Azure's Edge customers and channels. Todd, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? Doing wonderful. Great to see you here. Really enjoyed our, our uh, pre-show conversations. And joining Howard and Todd We've got Christina Cardoza, Editorial Director with Insight.Tech, a global publication that features a wide variety of companies across the Intel Partner Alliance. Now, since receiving her bachelor's in journalism from Stony Brook University in 2012, Christina has spent her entire career focused on covering the technology space. So, Christina, great to have you here. Yeah, great to be here. Excited to dig deeper into this conversation today. We are, too. We are, too. So, yeah. Kevin... We had to we had to work through uh, the agents of the, these home run uh, panelists here today, right? To get them yeah, booked, huh? absolutely. But you know, I actually have worked with uh, data data on uh, specifically because they're part of the Intel marketplace, and and they are highlighted for their use of um, the hyper-converged infrastructure. And I actually got had the opportunity uh, to do some, uh, create some content and publish it with uh, insight.tech. So uh, I feel like I'm at home here. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> so you're you're like second cousins or something, right? HCI. Um, love it. Well, let's let's get started with our panel uh, in earnest here. Um, great to have you all. We'll start by level setting a bit here. So, uh, Howard, I want to start with you. So, when you survey global industry, especially the manufacturing space right now, what's you know one trend or challenge that you're tracking more than others? Yeah, Scott, that's a really good question. Uh, to start off with, thank you for the opportunity. It's great to be here today, uh, Kevin's industry leader. Uh, just a little background, and data has been a long-standing partner with Microsoft and Intel specifically, and, and we pride ourselves on being the forefront of hybrid cloud computing. Uh, I speak to customer all day, every morning, every day, and I think one of the key trends I've been seeing talking to manufacturing customer is it, the concept of modernized IT and, and really the concept of hybrid cloud. Those, those are two key topics that stands out more and more as I talk to industry leaders within the manufacturing, how they continue to innovate to make sure they can look at technology and how they could modernize their processes with the more advanced computing powers. How do they modernize their 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 overall infrastructure with a build to leverage the, the benefit of cloud or hybrid cloud infrastructure? To me, those are two key trends I've been seeing more and more as I have this conversation with manufacturing leaders. Mm. That's a great start, Howard. I appreciate you sharing. Kevin, uh, I bet you're seeing a lot of what Howard is des describing yeah, out there, Yeah, one huh? of the things, though, specifically in the manufacturing industry, is they they have a love for their on-premise uh, infrastructure. So the whole concept of having IET in the cloud is uh, kind of scary for them. Uh, Howard, do you, do you see that? <laughs> I, I do see that, and I, I think I think this is why when we talk to customer, especially manufacturing, we always emphasize the concept of having a journey. It's a journey to the hybrid cloud. It is not a one step solve all the issue discussion. Like you say, many people are not used to putting all their workload in the cloud. There will be security discussion, data sovereignty discussion, performance discussion. So we have a conversation. It's all about which part of the journey would you like to have that conversation and how data on Microsoft and Intel could really help you start that journey. And, mm -hmm. and really, there, every part of the journey requires different facet of technology. And our goal is provide those capability and knowledge and advice to the customer so they can have the right journey. Yeah, I think it's also important to note that it's kind of like a journey without a destination because of the constant change across the industry vertical and in information technology. You, you always have to understand what's coming, what's your business model, how the technology can actually help you with your goals and how you may tweak, change, upgrade uh, your hybrid IT environment as, as, as things move forward. No, there's certainly no finish line, it doesn't <laughs> seem, uh, ever in our uh, efforts to, to do it quicker, faster, stronger, uh, more secure. So I want to bring in Todd. Todd, talk about some what, some what you're seeing out there in, in global industry. You know, what I, uh, to, to kind of echo what, what both Howard and, and Kevin were talking about, um, the decision point is really about um, what's best for your company. 
not uh, should I be here or should I be there, but based upon your individual need, what do you need to what do you need to have deployed, and then how do you do that in a fashion that enables um, flexibility, right? And so, uh, some of the new trends right now around containers using you know breaking up the VM structure and using a container structure that can be consistent across your clouds, right? Your if you have a presence in the public cloud and your and your on-prem cloud, your factory cloud, right? Your IT cloud, your factory cloud, all of the different things that you may have, having a uh, right once kind of run anywhere kind of scenario kind of helps helps in that in that distribution of the compute, right? Because uh, uh, latency is a real issue, right? Data sovereignty is a very real issue. Um, ensuring and and. And while you may be able to solve that with a public cloud, the cost structure may not be in place to solve it either, right? Mm. So there's lots of ways to do this, but um, the real question is, it is a journey and it's a journey that changes over time. So because it changes over time, you need to build in flexibility when you start. And, and building that flexibility is around management. And, and what I see more and more is the containerization of, uh, of the work. Right, yeah. so of of the applications, the IP, the other other things, getting it into a container structure that lets it be uh, fairly, uh, I'll call it slippery. It's probably not the right <laughs> term, but it lets it slide right across. Right, it can run on your premises, it can run on a data on thing, it can run in an Azure thing or an AWS thing or whoever's thing. Right, like uh, that's where you need that flexibility. You know, Todd, I, I'll, let's go with your term. I think, I think slippery <laughs> is a great <laughs> observation, it's a right? When it's Highly technical. I love it. Um, hey, Kevin, before I get you to weigh in on what uh, Todd's sharing, let me bring in Christina as well and get some just some opening comments here on what we're seeing out in the industry. Christina, what are you seeing? Yeah, great. Thanks, Scott. Um, to piggyback off of what Howard and Todd was saying, I think the big trend we're seeing, or I would say like the big keyword is modernization. You know, we talk at Insight.Tech to a lot of Intel Partner Alliance members and across the board, they're trying to modernize their operations. And that incorporates many things, which we'll discuss today, like automation, cloud, and AI. And because like uh, what Todd and Kevin were saying, this is a journey without a destination, this ongoing evolution, it makes it a trend, but also a challenge because there's many different ways to go about it. There's many new ways to go about it every day. And while manufacturers know the importance of Industry 4.0, I don't think it's always clear how they can get there. So, um, you know, it's a struggle on how to leverage all this data. But while it is a broad trend, I think the biggest uh, takeaway is that they're all just trying to modernize and compete in this ongoing digital transformation world. Well said, Christine. The struggle is real for sure. So, Kevin... Uh, cherry picking there. We heard from Howard about uh, Howard and Christina really about leveling up. And Howard made a great comment about we're not trying to microwave over do anything overnight. No magic wands. It's a deliberate journey. Of course, Todd talked about uh, spoke about uh, containerization and how slippery <laughs> some of this change and and some of this digital transformation can be. And of course, that modernization. Yeah. Everybody's looking to compete. Uh, stronger and 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 safer and deliver more for customers alike and and win new business. Kevin, uh, what'd you hear amongst our panel here? Well, one of the things is kind of interesting because in in cloud computing is all about um, not really focusing on the technology, right? The technology is supposed to be. Um, obscured from the user. You're looking at technology services, but the technologies 
key to being able to be seamless across your public cloud, your private cloud, and maybe in and and public, multiple public clouds that you may need to uh, work across. And Todd was talking about containers because containers is now the way that you can take a consistent build across multiple clouds, your private cloud and your public cloud. And I think that's that's really critical to um, protecting the data. And that's something I know um, Howard uh, was, was talking about, the, um, the fear of uh, losing your data or data protection. Um, and, and I know Christina, from, from her point of view, she has to educate the market, not only on what's available today, but what's coming down the road? Because you're right, change is real, but it's also accelerating. Um, you know, before people would kind of be scared of the new thing and they would say, let me wait a few years before I adopt that new version. But nowadays, if you wait three or four months, your clients, your customers would leave because they expect you right. to be right on the, the leading edge. So, you know, this is a this is a new world, and and, and manufacturers really need to uh, understand that change is real, it's continuous, and it's accelerating. That's right, and there's certainly, as you uh, point out, and rightfully so, Kevin, there are big costs to being slow to embrace uh, new technology that can change a game for your your teammates, uh, your colleagues, the team, but also the market and, and your customers. Um, so we're, so we're going to get into the, the center part of our conversation, folks. Uh, as y'all can tell, we've got an outstanding panel. We're going to move into the heart of the matter here. And I'm going to start with Todd here. So Todd, um, you already kind of, t- uh, really the whole panel here touched on this a little bit, but I want to dive a little deeper what must manufacturing leaders keep in mind this year in 2023 and beyond when it comes to leveraging the power of cloud computing? One of, one of the main things they need to do is they need to they need to think about the end thereafter. And not only the, you know, am I solving my immediate production need, right? But how do I build AI, security, all of these other things that are kind of coming? How do they build that into their, into their approach and their platform? Because the choices you make at the beginning, if you're just starting, the choices you make at the beginning are really important, right? And, uh, and so you want to make sure that as you make those choices, you know the end state you're trying to get to, right? So if, you, if, you're, if you're doing a big AI kind of push, you're going to have a bunch of VR stuff. You know, what is the infrastructure? What is the management pieces, uh, management capability? If, if you're going to have, you know, it, as a result, right? Like if you were going to do a bunch of, uh, so if you're going to do a bunch of visual inferencing, as an example, right? You're going to have a bunch of visual inferencing that's going to be working. And uh, how do you manage all of those devices, Right? How do you keep all those devices up to date? What is what is the compute that happens on each one of those devices versus centrally? Uh, how do you want to structure that? And 
and how how smart do you want to have each individual piece of the compute chain? Because all of that has cost implications. They also has thought, it also has throughput implications. How quickly do you need to make decisions? So it's more than just I want to go enable. I want to just enable like a, you know a visual inference thing, a quality check, visual quality check of of my products. Um, how quickly do you need to have that done? Uh, how does that play into your manufacturing processes in your manufacturing line? So as you as you work through this, you really have to think almost like you're designing a product, right? Like when you when you're a manufacturer and you design a product, you think about all the different ways in which that product's going to be used and how it's going to break and how you're going to manage it, you know, over time. Uh, it is the same thing when you start getting into a real distributed computing model. You need to take that same kind of due diligence and approach and, and then leave yourself as much flexibility as you can to ensure you can make changes over time. So, uh, Todd, I love that, uh, with uh, starting with the outcomes in mind, because what I'm hearing you say is, is let's, let's not... Uh, make it more complex than it has to be, right? No more, no less. Let's let's build it based on what we're after. Is that right, Todd? You you build it off of yeah where you where you want to be, and then as much as you can build in flexibility because you know as mentioned you don't always know you know the tech technology is going to change over time, right? Uh, so there's two ways you can approach it. You can either try to future proof yourself, or you or you do spot builds and you try to minimize your cost on your spot build. Right, and then you just look to replace that over time. Um, depending on your business, you may choose different approaches. Right, right. like am, am I going to go a minimum cost, quickest deployment? Uh, but I'm after a very targeted activity. That that if if you know you're going to have that activity, that business process that's going to be unchanged for a good amount of time, that's a good approach to go. Right. But if, if you, if you know, you know, things are going to change in your factory line or something else, then, uh, you know, you may want to build in a little bit more flexibility because it's, it's not cheap to swap out hardware every five years, right? Right. Five years. (laughs) Uh, and that's not going to make CFOs happy, Kevin. <laughs> I won't get you to weigh in on what you heard. We heard here from Todd. Yeah, one of the things um, you really understand as a manufacturer is that you have to think about manufacturing for a marketplace of one, because it's really all about customization, right? Every customer wants what they want, um, and this requires a lot of visibility. Not only visibility with what the end client and customer want, but the data that is needed to reflect those desires and needs. And as well, I mean, this is a supply chain now show, we have to have visibility into the supply chain so that you can know uh, what components are needed, when when they are needed, so that you can uh, meet the customer's expectation. And this is this is critical in manufacturing. Well said, Kevin, because uh, visibility in supply chain, as you mentioned, it's not a, a nice to have anymore as it was years ago. It, it, you got to have it. It's a must have. It's table stakes. Um, Christine, I want to bring you in here. We, again, we were thinking about what manufacturing leaders got to keep in mind uh, when it comes to cloud computing here this year and next or, and, and beyond. What comes to your mind? Yeah, absolutely. So we've heard a couple of different buzzwords, hybrid cloud, private cloud, public cloud, Um, you know, but when I talk to organizations, 
I think there's there's a misconception that it's all or nothing. They think that they have to go all cloud or, um, you know, be all prem. But there are many different approaches that they can take. And that doesn't mean moving to cloud means everything has to move off of premise. So I would agree with what Todd said. Manufacturers should look at their outcomes, operations and solutions and then figure out what their approach should be from there. While the cloud will give them the freedom and flexibility they need, you know, on-premise will give them the control of their data and hardware and platforms. So, you know, a hybrid cloud approach can be very valuable because it's going to take some burden off the IT staff by moving things to the cloud, but then it's going to give them the ability to keep more mission-critical applications on-prem so that everything remains reliable, up and running. And then the last thing I'll just add is that, you know, there is also an edge component to this. I see a lot of organizations utilizing a cloud edge approach, um, you know, moving the data closer closer to the source uh, so they can gain real-time insights into their operations visibility, and that allows them to improve operations. And then they use the cloud to, to dig deeper and make predictions based on what they're seeing. Hmm. Love that. And Kevin, I want to get you to weigh in on what we heard there. I want to bring Howard in uh, really quick. Christina, a lot of good stuff. You and Todd and Kevin. Howard, what, the, what, what do manufacturing leaders got to keep in mind when it comes to leveraging the power of cloud computing this year and beyond? Yeah, um, a lot come to mind. Uh, I, I think what Todd said and Christina and Kevin say all applies. But, but in the real world today, I, I think the manufacturing leader really need to embrace the technology aspect of what's available and understand the roadmap. Um, the great news is there is a hybrid cloud platform today that allows you to do everything you want. And, and let me emphasize on that and, and not to plug anything for what Intel or Microsoft does, but that's kind of our world that, that I live in on a daily basis. You know, a hybrid cloud means that you could build a on-premises hardware infrastructure that sits in your data center that achieve what Kevin says. You own your data, right? You, you have the scary thing about not putting your data in a cloud, right? You own your data. By the same time, taking cloud services and run it on-premises at your will. That is the concept of Azure Stack HCI. It's a hyper-converged infrastructure that sits in your data center, that runs your traditional workload, storage, compute, AI on the edge. But at the same time, you could go to Azure and says, I want this Kubernetes service container and bring it on-premise and run it here in my data center, and all I do is orchestrate. I want to take the virtual desktop workload and put it down here. I want to manage SQL from the cloud and put it down here. You still own your data. You control the data sovereignty, privacy, security, but you're taking the power of cloud and doing orchestration. That is hybrid cloud. That is the journey of where you decide how much you want to run on-premises, how much you want to take advantage of cloud. That is true hybrid cloud. That's one piece of it. The second piece of it, I think was very important, I think alluded by even Kevin or Christina is, hey, there are multiple clouds out there. You don't have to pick one. I'm not an advocate saying whether or not it's Microsoft, AWS, or Google. They're all great, in my opinion. However, the ability to manage multi-cloud is also a critical piece. That's what Microsoft Arc is about. Ability to have a single plane and management plane in the cloud and manage all your workload, either on-prem, Azure Stack ACI, AWS workload, Google workload, everything as a service. Now you can manage everything as a single pane of glass, as a multi-cloud management platform. 
these technology power are available today with the help of Intel, Microsoft, Datons been engaging with manufacturing customers who has hundreds of sites with edge computing, with the cloud, central data center, but they're taking advantage of this hybrid cloud platform and really, really get on this hybrid cloud journey. And, and, and to me, this is the key of what this cloud, hybrid cloud on-prem really come about. It's ability to understand where you're at and taking advantage of technology today. Howard, I love that. And, and Kevin, I'm coming to you. I, I think that Howard's passion alone could power a manufacturing <laughs> plant. Did y'all hear that come through? Oh, yeah. I love that. I, I really, I, that speaks I, to absolutely. me. Absolutely. So, Kevin, and get you to weigh in on what you heard, uh, what Todd, Christine, and Howard all kind of um, uh, shared in terms of what leaders have to keep in mind. And then let's get your, your take as well. Yeah, so, so I think the, the, the big tech takeaway here is that hybrid means multiple options and the and there's a need to have visibility in those those options and to control those options in real time that align with your business model or your business process and no one option will support all of your business processes Every business process may have a different structure, uh, you know, 20% cloud, 80% on-prem, you know, 50% cloud, 50% on-prem. And that actually may change from day to day or product to product. So um, the decision makers need to have tools like ARC, for instance, that will enable you to Look at what services are available, the cost of those services from the different sources, because that cost will affect your end price, right? Uh, the availability of those different services so that you can pick, choose, select, deselect um, at will. But the other, I think, even more important aspect of this, and this is really at the, the manufacturers, this is what the CIOs need to understand, is you have to have the governance that's designed around a hybrid IT or a hybrid cloud model, right? You need to be able, your, 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 your workers, your, your middle management need to understand the um, trades between doing something on-premise and doing something in the cloud um, and have guidance on how to pick and choose. And this, this, is just, this is not just a technology thing. It is a finance thing. It is a cost of goods thing. Okay, it is a customer service thing, being able to deliver what the customer wants at on time with the right configurations uh, uh, that they want. So it's it's a hybrid industry. It's hybrid IT, it's hybrid cloud, it's hybrid business processes. And you need to have the governance, the governance to support this new, or this is the way to do modern global business today. Mm. All right, Kevin, uh, I love the picture <laughs> that you paint. I want to, um, and you're going to pose a, a, an interesting question here in just a moment. 
uh, to our, yeah. our panel about you know what what's going to come. Right, they're going to break out their crystal ball in just a second. All right, so. Before we get into this next question, I can't wait to see what y'all have to uh, say about uh, if your crystal balls are working like mine's been <laughs> broke for, for at least six six or seven years, it feels like now. Um, but Christina, respond to what we heard there. We just finished a segment where all of us were talking about what manufacturing leaders got to keep in mind. Your quick uh, follow-up commentary there. Yeah, I would just add that I love um, what Kevin said. You know, hybrid cloud really means that you have multiple options or multiple different choices. Like I mentioned earlier, organizations feel like they have to go all in one thing or nothing. Or, you know, sometimes they avoid moving to the cloud because they feel like they're going to get locked into a different vendor or, um, you know, not be able to scale and future proof like we've been talking about. But I love hearing about, um, you know, the products like the one that Microsoft offers because it's enabling them to really pick and choose the approach that they need, um, you know, at a cost that is appropriate to them. So, you know, like Kevin said, this is an investment also. And so it helps them make the best investment and really future-proof their operations, you know, going forward. Well said. There's lots and lots of options. And that's a beautiful thing, Christina. Howard, let's come to you. Get your quick follow-up to what we heard here. Yeah, I think for me, it is I want to make sure I talk specific use cases, be real to the audience here. When we talk about hybrid cloud, and I'll use it very specific use cases for many many manufacturing companies that we uh, talk to, they have AI intelligence at the edge, ability to have an infrastructure at the edge in many sites. The ability to collect these data is critical, so they have these processes at the edge. Now that's on-prem, right? Hybrid cloud comes in is when you have storing all these data, why do you have to spend all the money storing? You can put it in the cloud. Now you can see very easily how an on-prem and cloud connects together where you have AI at the edge, where you have GPU from Intel at the edge, and then you have the cloud capability from Microsoft, you could collect all the data, analyze in the cloud, and really bring it all together. That is a very specific manufacturing use case that all our manufacturer uses today as a hybrid cloud model to take advantage of on-prem and cloud in a hybrid cloud environment. Love that. You get your cake and eat it too in many ways by leveraging uh, different components of the solution. Well said there, Howard. Uh, Todd, as we round out this segment here, what'd you hear? What's what's your final comment? Uh, yeah, if, if, you're in, uh, if you're in IT or OT, you have to get educated, right? Like you cannot just, you know, have a sales guy come in and say, well, this is what you should be doing uh, because this is going to be very, there are, there's so much in the choice that you need to make that you really need to get educated around what the technologies and then how you want to best use those technologies because the choices is, is so high or is, is uh, you have so many choices Um Therefore, you know, you need to get real specific and get real targeted, right, around uh, the things that you care about and also the cost structures and the infrastructure you existing have plus what you're going to what you're going to add on to. And and you need to not think about it in terms of, you know, things that are in my data center versus things that run in the factory. Mm. In reality, it's all this. It's all going to be the same in the future. There Mm. is no difference between IT and OT. And, uh, and that management capabilities of like Arc and, and other cloud vendors that have management capabilities are going to make that happen. That in containers are going to make it happen. So mm. 
there's no difference between IT and OT in the future. So just embrace all those business partners. If you're an IT guy, if you're an OT guy, start leveraging your <laughs> IT guys. You can't, you can't be on separate no. pages. I love that. Uh, you got you got to educate yourself where you started, and and you know knowledge and bandwidth is certainly power. Um, okay, so Kevin, I want to toss it over to you. Todd uh, gave us a natural segue because he was kind of talking about future looking. Where are we going next with our steam well, panel? Well, first of all, um, you know the future is now. You know we we've been talking about the future in the twenty twenties. You know forever, and 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 we're there. You know, it'd be 10 years before you would renew your IET, but now an IET is, is updated, you know, every month. I mean, your, your smartphone, you, you put it down when you go to sleep and the next day it's a new smartphone with all new capabilities. So, so what do we in the manufacturing industry need to think about or, or, expect uh, in the next two or three years. So I'd really like to get a, a, a fearless, bold prediction from um, our panel on that. So maybe Christina. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to pick just one or even to predict because like you said, it's, it's constantly evolving and changing every day. Um, so I don't know if this is a bold and fearless one. It is a little bit of a safe and stable prediction that I have over the next okay. couple of years. But I'm going to say, um, you know, the importance of 5G and private 5G in the manufacturing industry over the next couple of years We've heard about 5G in the consumer space, but I think it's still fairly new in the manufacturing space because, you know, we've had to ensure that the products work. Imagine if a 5G device stops working, it can take down the entire operation and that could be really bad for manufacturers. So, um, you know, I think over the next couple of years, this move to 5G, it's going to become more stable. We're going to see more manufacturers leveraging the technology for just speed and latency to power things like the, the modernized operations we've been talking about autonomous robots, autonomous vehicles, improving worker safety. Now, how does this fit into this cloud conversation that we've been having? I think it's just going to help manufacturers become more effective as they move to the cloud and as they work to modernize their operations. You know, It's going to help them run more smoothly, improve security, enable that edge computing piece that I was talking about earlier, and really streamline that um, the operations. And then the last thing I'll just mention before um, you know, we let the other panelists go is just mm -hmm. I hear a lot of organizations already looking towards 6G or talking towards 6G and it can be really exciting to sort of jump on the shiniest object in the room but <laughs> I would say slow down we are still years away before 6G yeah. becomes a reality for manufacturers yeah. the value is going to be in 5G and so you know that's where I would put my focus over the next couple of years when talking to manufacturers. Yeah, I really, I really like your viewpoint on that. I always look at 5G as the uh, the data center, you know, compute and storage, leaving the data center and going out over the network to the edge. So uh, th that's why I'm really interested in what, what Todd has to say, what's going to happen in the, the next two or three years, because, I mean, Intel is really about that technology in the data center. So what's bold? What's, what's, uh, what do you see uh, coming? Yeah, if, if I want to be real bold, I'd, I'd turn around and say in the next three to five years, security on-premise is uh, in the cloud is going to be just as good as on-premise. And, uh, and so 
you know, some of the government regulatory things that are kind of outside of uh, the technology industry's control have a, have a way on what you do. The other is uh, AI will be, in three to five years, AI will be mainstream. And if you haven't already embraced, you're late. <laughs> if you have embraced it, you're already late. Wow. Wow. That's a bold statement. So, so Howard, as you are talking to uh, your customers and you're trying to help them understand the journey, um, I, I would imagine you have a, a, a near term, a midterm and a long term for that journey. But, you know, could you sort of give us an idea of what's the scale of your short term? Is it two months? <laughs> it's not two years anymore. And when you took look at this journey, you know, what is in two, two to three years for, for your clients? Yeah, it shouldn't be surprised on my prediction. My prediction is hybrid cloud is here to stay. Uh, hybrid cloud <laughs> is... It is that bridge between on-premise and the cloud and, and for you to decide what part of the journey you want to be. I think uh, you know, embracing all the technology and, and a prediction from Todd and Christina, you, know, you, you have to have an infrastructure that you can really build around these technology and hybrid cloud allows you to do that. You can bring security from the cloud to hybrid cloud. You can build governance in hybrid cloud. You can have all, all your workload on print and move it around um, in the cloud. So we believe hybrid cloud is here to stay. And if you are a customer and you haven't really stepped on this journey, definitely do look into it, understanding what that looks like and understanding how you could get your organization to take advantage of this, too, uh, this technology and this, uh, this movement of hybrid cloud. Wow. Thank you. That's, that, that's awesome. So we've got, uh, so Kevin, I love that collection of predictions. Uh, now, as, as we all love bold and fearless, but I want to go back to something that Chris, Christina said, because I bet looking back over the last two or three years, we'd all love more safe and stable uh, predictions and, and state of being <laughs> as well, right? Um, all right. So, so, so Kevin, before we make sure folks can connect with our incredible panel here, we've really enjoyed and learned a lot from our conversations. Do you want to throw in a, your own bold and fearless prediction, Kevin? Well, you, you know, I, I, I predict that um, hybrid cloud will be the natural solution across every industry. Um, and, and that the, the, um, the visibility into your data, the, um, uh, the need around data protection, data privacy, the regulations that government is going to put in place, all of that is going to support the, uh, the transition and the use of global hybrid cloud environments. And, and, and I believe that's true because that's, that's the only way industry can meet their customers' requirements and demands. I mean, we're not going to go away from globalization. It's not going away. We're going to, you know, and manufacturers are going to be in the thick of that. And hybrid cloud is, is the only way. So I, I'm there with Howard. <laughs> yeah. 
Well said, Kevin. Uh, more production shifts, more transparency, more visibility, a lot more automation uh, in, in markets that maybe have been uh, a little behind the curve. And we're going to have to have many of the uh, technology um, uh, game plans that our, our panelists have sp- spoken here to here today to, to take advantage uh, of that and, and take all the opportunity that exists out there. Um, okay. Really have enjoyed it. This, this could easily be like a War and Remembrance eight-part series with this panel here. <laughs> but we're going to have to leave it at this. <laughs> we're going to have to leave it here. A little throwback to any fellow eight uh, kids of the 80s out there. Um, Christina, uh, Christina Cardoza, Editorial Director with Insight.Tech. How can folks connect with you and all the, all the great work you do? Yeah, I would invite, um, you know, our listeners to visit insight.tech. That's the URL. And we have, you know, a wealth of articles and podcasts on this topic, as well as, you know, other technology trends and business solutions in the IoT space. And I won't give you the alphabet soup of all my uh, LinkedIn and Twitter handle, but you can find insight.tech social media channels on the upper right corner of our website. And you can also find out how to connect with me there as well. I'd love to connect with you on Twitter and LinkedIn and continue this conversation. Love that. Thank you so much, Christine. I appreciate uh, what you do to move the industry forward for sure. Um, Howard Lowe. Uh, Howard, how can folks connect with you uh, as Vice President for Sales and Marketing at DataOwn? How can folks connect with you? Uh, just visit our website, dataownstorage.com, and I'm, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of people there that could engage with you live, or you could email us. Uh, there's plenty of way to reach people at, at DataOwn. So just Google or type in datonstorage.com and and look at all the content and understanding the hybrid cloud journey that many, many customer that ours is on the website with their testimonial, especially manufacturing customers and, and, and what they did in this journey and happy to engage. Love that. Thank you, Howard. We're going to make it easy uh, based on what Christina and Howard have both shared. Uh, you're going to find information about our guests, including ways uh, one click away from connecting with them. All right, so Todd Jensen, field sales manager for Intel. I really enjoyed your perspective as well. How can folks connect with you and Intel? Uh, it's, it's the same as Howard. Go to intel.com. Uh, in there, there's market-ready solutions. There's solution briefs. There's things you can go look at. You can see products from data on there. You can see products from, from other manufacturers. You'll get to see how people are actually using the cutting-edge stuff, right? So Intel AI... Uh, Intel Market Ready Solutions. There's a bunch as it as it spans across because the as you go from the for, as you go from kind of the heavier edge NIT all the way down to little teeny devices at the edge. That's a big span of compute difference, right? And how you manage those things. So get in, get into any one of these sites and uh, and dig in and start to learn because there's a lot to learn. That's right. Every moment you wait, you're getting behind. Ain't that right? That's Cut right. Time. That's right. <laughs> Well, big thanks to Todd Jensen and the Intel team for all they do. Um, all right, before we go here, uh, of course, Kevin, big thanks to our, our uh, collaborative partners over at Microsoft for helping to make today's show happen. Kevin, how can folks connect with you and learn more about digital transformers? Well, you can connect with me through my many articles on insight.tech. Okay, I, I say I've, for the past few years, I've really enjoyed learning a lot about the Intel market ready uh, marketplace and all the technologies, including uh, data on and others. And we highlight how industries are leveraging advanced technologies, including cloud computing, on digital transformers, where we highlight the companies and executives 
that are transforming their industries, executives like uh, Howard Lowe, by the way. And, uh, and this is, uh, you can find us on Supply Chain Now. So, uh, and That's so right. uh, we're there. We'd also like it's, to. It's just that easy. Yeah, it's just that easy. But we also like people to uh, keep track of digital transformers because we highlight a lot of the um, technologies that are layered on top of Microsoft Azure to make it easier, better, quicker, faster to address and target and attain your business goals through hybrid cloud. Mm. A lot of good stuff there, Kevin. And as you uh, kind of imply, there's so much more we got to talk about. So folks need to uh, lean into the great work Kevin and team are doing at Digital Transformers. You can find that wherever you get your podcast from. Okay, uh, big thanks again to Howard and Todd and Christina. Uh, big thanks to our friends at Microsoft. Kevin, always a Thank pleasure you. to knock I out these episodes this. with this you. It's fun. I learned a ton. I think I've got I've got 18 pages of acronyms I can go back and study <laughs> so I can, so like like uh, Todd suggested, I got to educate myself. But Education. Hey, to our listeners, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have. Learned a ton here between this outstanding panel. Find Supply Chain Now and Digital Transformers wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Luton signing off for now, challenging all of our listeners to do good, to give forward, and to be the change that's needed. We'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now.